Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Of course we got a great one for you. Of course we've got nothing but the very best in store. I don't know why I decided to do that, but I did. We rolled with it. On the other end of the computer, we have our good friend and co-host, the Liberty Gypsy, who I will adoringly call the Liberty Gimlet. She moves around a lot. She's been everywhere. She's done everything. She's insanely well-informed. How are you feeling today, Gimlet? I got a little blue Hawaiian. (laughs) Went to a luau last night because I live in America. Yeah. And we can do things like that. Is there such a thing as like a hillbilly luau? There should be. I swear to God, I think we just. I'm not sure exactly what that would look like. I know what it would look like. It would look very similar to a Polynesian luau. You'd have a big old pig, but there'd be lots of barbecue sauce, and there'd have to be shots of uh, what's that? Moonshine. There'd be moonshine. There'd be past blue ribbon, and there'd also be that cinnamon, that cinnamon whiskey. You got a fireball. You got to do shots of fire. Uh, but other than that, I think big fat dudes in coconut bras and grass skirts, uh, and definitely, definitely swinging some fire around over your head. I think a hillbilly luau sounds great. Hurricanes are delicious. I haven't had I haven't had a hurricane in years. I haven't had a hur, but that's, it was blue, right? It was blue. Yeah, it was coconut rum, rum, blue rum. curacao. I think is how you say it. Curacao. Yeah, yeah the blue yeah, yeah. liquor. Those and some pineapple juice. That's good stuff. A lot of sugar, but man, those are those are tasty and delicious going down. Those are tasty and delicious going down. So I'm jealous that you were at a traditional. Were there were there grass skirts? Were there coconut bras? Um, it was actually the 10 year anniversary of the local place we go with our pals. So we were celebrating with them. So there was some grass skirts. There was some lace. Some people wore yeah. Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, I'll tell this side note, and then I swear, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Biden and the VP pick. We're going to talk about Trump and the executive order. We're talking about China, election interference, blah, 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 blah. I got some Star Wars news. It's very exciting. We'll, we'll get to that stuff. So just don't, 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 don't get your panties in a twist, you guys. We're doing good. There was uh, an entertainer. There's a part of, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, but you guys knew that. There's a part of Col- Columbus, Columbus. Uh, Kind of cool little area, German village. Uh, Historic homes, very old. And there was a woman there, a bunch of great bars, a bunch of great restaurants. Like German village is a a ton of fun. If you ever go to Columbus, go to German village, go to the short north, but make sure you hit the bill. There was a woman, she's got to be, she's got to be passed away. Her name was Esther. And she was a million years old when I was in high school and just out of high school. And this tiny little thing, just cute as a button. She looked like like Yoda's little sister, uh, <laughs> and and she played the accordion. And she had a, a a guy who played the stand-up bass who would accompany her. And it was just like you would go to an Esther show, and she'd be up on stage with the accordion. But like she would sing these songs, it'd be sing-alongs, and there'd be like little games that she would play. And one of the games was pass the lay. And it was the best way to meet girls because... Of course. Have you ever done this? Pass the lay? With other 
things. Yes. Oh, it's just so much fun. You'd get a couple of those chintzy, cheapy, like party city, you know, plastic legs. Yeah. And you like you have to pass it uh, to someone who you're interested in. And it was just a great ice. So she'd be up, she'd be up there on the accordion singing, "Pass the lay, pass the lay," and you'd you'd oh you'd get the lay, and then you got to pass the lay. Oh, so much fun! That's good old fashioned American fun. Yep. That's the kind of stuff that the people want to do. You want to go out. You want to go to the. You want to see your friends. You want to have the barbecues. You want to go to the clubs. You want to do sing-alongs, and that is where we're gonna start. This hit me like a ton of bricks right before we started recording. Literally like like 10 minutes before we started the show. Here's the question I want everybody to ask themselves. And this is kind of a, a, a Joe Rogany kind of a philosophical moment here. But like with, with your belief system and, and what you want and why you vote the way you do and how you live. Like why do you want to be alive? And and I, I want to ask this. I'd, I'd love it if if I had a bunch of uh, liberals listening. I, I hope we have some people who lean to the left that that do listen to the show because it's really them. And I also want to ask this to to people who who lean to the right and that are Trump people. But like, why do you want to? Why do you want to continue to to be alive? Why do you want to continue? Like, ask yourself that question a lot. I think it's important. Like, what? What do you really want to do? Because government is secondary, you guys. And, and so many people have it twisted. We're really, especially now with the COVID-19, it's all, it's all about what am I allowed to do? What am I, well, what, what can I, what, what am I allowed to do? I have to keep socially, I have to wear a mask. I should be in lockdown. I shouldn't do that. Screw all of that. So ask yourself, what is it that you want to do? And, and just begin, start, because your job, your business, hopefully you're in a position, you know, with like, like what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do with uh, the Loftus Party podcast and the website. I'd love it if that was the, the, the full time thing and we can continue to grow and all that stuff. That's not work to me. This isn't work to me. I, I really enjoy this. But like, let's say, and I was thinking about this, I thought this would be a great example of like the difference between conservatives and, and, and liberals. It's like, say you want to go surfing. I desperately want to learn how to surf. I've, I have, I've, I've not been shy about that. I, I want to learn how to surf. So if you're going to go out surfing with a, a Republican, let's say you're going to go out surfing with Donald Trump, he's going to be like, all right, we're, we, okay, we parked the car. Now go, we're going to go down here to the beach. Watch out. This trail can sometimes get slippery. Some of those rocks are loose. Yeah, just step over here. And then boom, boom, boom. We're down on the beach. Boom, you're surfing. You're going to do the thing. Now, if you go surfing with a liberal or, or a Democrat or Joe Biden, you're going to pull out into the parking lot. And then they're going to be like, you know what? This parking lot's messed up. This isn't safe. They should have a handicap spot much closer to here. Hold on. Before Listen, before we hit the beach... We're going to uh, all sign a petition here to get this parking lot fixed. We might have to collect some money to get – we're going to have to get it repainted and get the handicap signs. But don't worry. We're, we will go surfing. We, we are going to do that. Oh, oh, hold on. Don't go on this path. Look at that. We got to fix that path. We got – okay, we're, we might have to raise some more money because this path isn't safe. There should be an elevator for people who have limps. It's going to be 
It just keeps you from your goal faster. It's government interference. And and I hope that was a, a pretty decent metaphor and not too uh, simplified. But, like, I, that's why I lean to the right. That's why I want small government. Get the hell out of my life. You're slowing me down from doing the thing I want to do. So that's why I'm going to vote. For Donald Trump, it's not even a question in my mind, I, and I and I shudder to think, literally, what the what America would look like under under Biden, and like with that whole thing, oh, we got to fix the parking lot, we got to fix this path. You know, it's all a metaphor. It's all a metaphor, and that's with with the the liberals. It comes from a it comes from, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, a good place. We just want it to be fair. We just need to repaint the parking lot so it's fair. We just need to fix this. Well, we'll get started just as soon as we fix that. And we've reached a point where Congress doesn't work. Congress is, it's, it's broken. It's, it's, it's completely broken. And uh, we need to have a size, we need, we need a, a big shift to the right. A big shift to the right. And I'll say this, as, as I always do, and Gimlet, I think you're right there with me. If some jerk on the right, some big douchey politician, as soon as, the, as soon as they start like getting their beak wet a few too many times, or as soon as they start dumping chemicals in a river, you got to go down. Like we will, I, that's what I love about the Republican Party. We will police our own. If someone starts mm-hmm. breaking, breaking rules and yada, yada, we will smack them down, which is good. So, I wanted to start the show with that, like with your with your belief system. The reason you believe, hopefully, you don't believe what you believe because your parents told you that, or that's how I was raised, or whatever. Like, really think about like what you believe and why you believe it. And we get a short time on, on the planet, so let's do what we want to do. Government is secondary. They, they literally, they have one job, and they're, so, they're supposed to protect us and, and make sure people don't rob from us and steal from us and invade our country. That's, that's their primary job, which they're failing at on a state level and on a city level. I don't, I don't, get, mm-hmm. I don't get mad at Trump for any of that. Okay, so that was my little soapbox moment. The, uh, the whole uh, Biden-Trump thing to me is just like, if you think about it like in the way I just framed it, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Like, I, I don't, I, I feel like I could sit down with anyone and convince them to vote my way. Because it is about, what do you want to do f- with your life? This whole thing where it's like, oh, no, I'm concerned about this, and oh, I'm concerned about that. You're wasting your time, man. You're wa- Like, what are you really concerned about? Oh, we need... We need uh, this social program because I'm so worried about those people over there. And like, is that going to be your life's? Is that your life's goal that you want to help people? Then freaking go do it. Join a monastery. Okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in. First of all, uh, before we go any further, I want to thank Pete Hegseth for being on the show last week. That was a good time. I like that dude. Woke up the other morning. That dude swam the Hudson River again. I can't, I can't believe it. Who? Hopefully he's on a ton of antibiotics. <laughs> okay. So this, this, goes with, uh, this goes with the metaphor. This is, this is going to be a good solid 10 minutes right here, Gimlet. 
because it's so wonderful and good, and I love it. I, I couldn't love it more. I got a, I got such a boner for this next thing. They're talking about another stimulus package because uh, the government's going, oh, no, it's not safe. It's not safe. You can't go. Oh, no, we got to have a lockdown. We got to continue the lockdown. Oh, the COVID, the COVID, the COVID. We'll get into the numbers and the treatments and all that stuff later. But for this segment, uh, I want to focus on uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, she couldn't get it done. She couldn't reach a compromise. She wanted this much money. And I don't even, I'm so bored with it. I'm so bored with it. I don't even know what she was proposing. I don't know what the Republicans were proposing. All I know is they they didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. So Trump came out with an executive order that you probably know a lot more about than I do. I know that there's a payroll tax holiday. Yeah. uh, And that uh, there's also he's shoring up the unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, but not at 600. He's going to do 400, 300 funded by the federal government, 100 funded by the states because they haven't spent all their initial money yet. Yeah. So in the great big chessboard, and I'm sure you've realized this, and here's what I love about it. So he's done an executive order. Now, when and, and I know you feel the same way that I do, I, I can't stand executive orders. Every time, every time a president does an executive order, that means our government isn't working, that our government has failed. Congress has failed. The Senate has failed. It's a big problem. They used to love it when Obama did executive orders. You know, I got a pen and I got a phone. So so Trump does the executive order. This is great political chess because the it, it encourages one. It holds it holds everybody's feet to the fire. Get back in there mm-hmm. and get a better deal going or which is good for the American people or uh, the Democrats are going to have to sue to try to stop it. And boy, wouldn't that be a, a great headline? Wouldn't that right? be Trump desperately wants to give you money and help you and your family survive. But Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to. They don't want to. And the other thing that I love about it is to we just had it rubbed in our faces with uh, the DACA executive order. Obama did this whole executive order on DACA, which magically mysteriously just turned into a law and then when when trump and the gang tried to undo it the supreme court's like oh no 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 you didn't do that right you didn't do that right you have to go back and do all this other stuff if you want to undo it and and i know you and i were talking about on the show and i was was freaking flabbergasted flabbergasted so uh the other benefit of this is is trump's like well if you want to undo it i guess you got to go through all the processes they wanted me to do with daca so it's really going to be – it shines a great light on the executive order. Have I missed anything or is there more, is there more goodness there? Um, no, I mean it, it literally was just the um, – he was trying to get – and what the administration wanted and what Republicans were trying to get was a very narrow bill meant to help Americans being negatively impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. If you haven't been able to go to work, this, that, and the other thing. They wanted to roll back the the overpayment on the unemployment because I think in the, the last statistic I heard is four out of five people who are still unemployed, they were earning more on unemployment than they did working with yeah. that enhancement. So yeah. they wanted to correct that to give people the incentive to go back to work. And then... Um, Trump's wanted to do a payroll tax 
holiday since the beginning of this thing, and he wanted to eliminate it before that. So um, he says he's going to make it permanent if he's reelected, which I think is awesome. Here's the part Um, that I I didn't understand. And this was on Facebook, and it was trending on Twitter last night. Twitter, which is a miserable place, by the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna crap all over Twitter today, uh, but like on on Facebook, I I I posted an article at theloftestparty.com right when Trump did the executive order, put it on Facebook, and it's getting a good reaction. People are like, oh, this is great. They're kind of saying stuff that's similar to what we're saying now. But then some mm-hmm. guy goes, he's doing this to undermine Social Security, and I responded to that. I'm like, that that seems like an odd choice. That seems like that would be an odd choice to like three months. Before the election? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to undermine Social Security. Like, how are people... You're, you're going to have to walk me through this. Hopefully, you, you, you've heard about this. That, that it's somehow an attack on Social Security? Well, an attack on Social Security. Um, but it undermines it? I guess with the payroll tax, they're not going to be collecting Social Security money? Is that what? Is that what it is? Um... I don't understand the pure technicalities of it either, but Munchen came out and said, no, that it's going to be funded by the general treasury and it normally is anyway. So I think, yes, the intention of the payroll tax was originally little bucket of money for Medicare, little bucket of money for Social Security, but that's not in effect how it's ended up actually being administered. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just found it very odd that uh, that even if even if it accidentally uh, dinged Social Security, that would that would change everything. There's there's no way there's no way that uh, and that's a, that's the that's always the greatest example of uh, a well intentioned liberal policy that has just gotten out of hand and and the government has stolen the money from it and used it for god knows what and then they always have to shore it up and then they use that as a big fear tactic they're going after social security i know it's it's we've done we've done entire episodes about it i don't want to get into the 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 quicksand of uh of social security again good lord in heaven good lord in heaven here's what i want people to do and i can't I, i can't say it enough is uh is reopen your business get it open get, open the doors screw this screw all of it screw all of it the uh the numbers on covid i don't even want, i want to hold off on this uh to to the next segment maybe we'll do that maybe we'll do that as we we talk about you got to open up your business and you got to what they're doing in, in in Gavin Newsom in California they're talking about cutting off the water and the power if you're not obeying. If you don't obey Gavin Newsom, he'll, he'll cut off the, the water and the power. And like the dude in New Jersey who's opening up his gym and there's been no COVID cases and they're going after him. And it's just this giant uh, government overreach. And oh my Lord, Sturgis. And the way people on social media are coming after Sturgis, I, it just, holy crap. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about Biden. We're going to talk about Jill Biden. Yeah, we got some Jill Biden talk. we got some VP talk. we got a bunch of COVID updates to make you feel good and get you moving and get you going. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be right back. 
today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the Big One bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. That was a lovely break. That was a that was a high quality commercial. I have no idea what we played. Okay, as <laughs> promised, as promised, uh, and we're gonna beat the the COVID drum beat. We're gonna talk about the Wuhan and all this stuff because I'm encouraging everybody to open up. Just just we flattened the curve. We did the deal. We have treatments. As much as they love to uh, dump all over hydroxychloroquine. That stuff, I don't even know how you can argue about it now. Gimlet, how many how many studies are we talking about worldwide? Worldwide studies that say, hey, it's it's a it's a it's a viable treatment. How many for outpatient use? So it's not good in the hospital if you're that sick. It's not going to work. You need to get it before within seven days of onset. Right. So there are. 51 studies that say that it either works in stopping the progression of the disease or um, using it to prevent the disease. So you can take your, we need to have uh, blind, double blind tests and we need this and that. You can take them and just shove them where the sun don't shine. I've, it all boils down to this to me. What's going to give me a better chance to live? That's all I want. And it looks like all just going in, your chances are super high. Just going in, mm-hmm. your chances are super high. But listen, I'll I'm I'll I'll go full Bruce Wayne Batman on this or Boy Scout and be prepared. If I get if I if I catch it, if I catch it, yeah, hit me up with the hydroxychloroquine and this whole notion, and I'm it's just such a boring tired argument that like oh it's dangerous it's so dangerous there's dangers there's side effects the drug's been around since i want to say 1950 if the side effects were that bad here's where he gets bad side effects is when when they've got somebody who's just been hit by a bus they have covid19 they're on a ventilator and they give them like four times the dose they give them like like double or three four times the dose and like oh his heart's freaking out I bet it is. I bet it is. Do you give a toxic dose, you get a toxic result. <laughs> that's the t-shirt right there. Get a toxic dose, get a toxic result. Yeah, All right, so you. Much, that's pretty much how every medication works. <laughs> right? 
I I remember when there was a there was a lady who who drowned from drinking too much water. You can OD on water. Mm-hmm. So you want people to open up. You're with me. You're like reopen your business. So I want you well, to preach be- a little bit. Preach a little yeah. bit to me, woman. Well, that's because a couple of studies have come out recently that, of course, get no play in the media. Yeah. Um, that basically kind of put to bed the idea of the asymptomatic spread and asymptomatic case. Let me explain. Please do. In your blood, you have two different ways that you can fight a germ, right? Yes. You have your short-term immunities, which are the antibodies they keep talking about. And you have your long-term immunity, which are your T-cells, memory T-cells. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, significant portions of the population, somewhere between 40 and 60%, according to these studies, have ex- been exposed to other coronaviruses, and their memory T-cells shut the whole thing down before it ever starts. Wow. So you might get a little scratchy throat. You might get a little sniffle, but it's, like, gone. You never build a viral load to make it, like, to make you even recall that you were sick because your immune system is functioning normally. So there's two studies out there that that took blood samples from before the pandemic hit. So these people were not exposed, and they introduced the virus, and there was a T-cell response. Wow. In 40 to 60% of the cases. So what that means is you have to have far fewer people in your population get it to reach herd immunity. So as long as you are young and healthy, you're not obese. They don't tell you that either. If you're really overweight, it's going to hit you harder. Yeah. Um, have diabetes or another pre-existing condition, you need to get out there. Because there's a good chance you're not going to get sick. And this is also why they're thinking maybe kids don't get affected as much. Because they go to germ factories every day. So yeah. their little immune systems are popping off. It is. Um, it, it seems that all of this makes sense to me. And it's like I don't think there's nothing more that we can get from the lockdown. If it, Listen, I'm still in. When when they when they did the thing initially, when they're like, uh oh, here comes this thing. It could be super scary. We could lose a few million people. So here's what we got to do: everybody stay home for the next two weeks, just so the hospitals don't get overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. then and then we'll and then we'll figure it out and we'll start going again. We've never figured. We never started going again. And so all they well, do is take giant dumps on hydroxychloroquine and all they do, oh, the schools aren't safe and all this and all that and phase two and phase three. We just got to go, you guys. We got to go. Well, it, it's like the outlaw Josie Wales. You got to get busy living or get busy dying. Well, what Georgia and Florida are demonstrating is we never shut back down. We hit a peak. Yeah. Out- Two weeks ago. Now our cases are declining. And the whole idea of that long-term immunity in the population is why. It's... Why it's dropping. I know that... And the other thing that will make you go, like your head just want to explode once you understand it, is a lot of the testing out there is what's called a PCR test. 
So it only tests for a little piece of the, the virus's RNA. It doesn't tell whether it's alive or dead. If you had a T-cell response, right, if your long-term, your long-term immunity took care of it, you're still going to have little broken pieces of the virus that your immune system killed in your nasal passages. Yeah. So some of these positive tests are people who were never going to get sick anyway. And, and some of these positive tests are just people who don't want to be confronted by President Trump. Right. Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine. I don't believe it. Mike DeWine, uh, the governor of Ohio, Trump's going to come. Trump is coming to town <laughs> like the day before. He's like, I just tested positive. I got it. Uh, I'd love to be there, but I got the Rona. And then as soon as Trump leaves, he's like, hey, look at that. False positive. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's the it's the best get out of get out of jail free card. It's the great it's the greatest way to not have to show up for work. Oh, ooh, looks like I'd love to come in. I'd love to help you uh, blacktop your driveway. But turns out I got the Rona. And then the next mm -hmm. day, look at that false positive. It's um, it's ridiculous. I, I, I firmly believe and hopefully this is this is more people are, are starting to come on board with this, that the media, we all know the media has favorites. We all know the media wants Joe Biden to win. We all know the media hates Trump. They're, they're passionate about it. They're passionate. They haven't they haven't pretended to be real journalists since 2016. They cannot stop. They they fire people at the New York Times who ask legitimate questions and try to do like. They want this to continue through the election because it's the right track, wrong track. That that makes the most sense to me, even if like you could go super nefarious and go someone in a darkened room unleashed Corona. So this I, I'm not that far gone. However, the Democrats love to they got that phrase. Never let never let a crisis go to waste. And they are trying to get the most out of this crisis. And it drives me nuts when they try to lay this whole thing on Trump's feet. And that's why I want to watch the debates, because I want to see Joe Biden try to lay this thing at Trump's feet because he did everything right. You guys, he did everything right. Now, here's the and, and Greg Gutfeld brought this up uh, this morning. He was on, on TV pr promoting his book. He brought this up and it never occurred to me. That's it's and it's why it's why I like the pundits on, on Fox News better. I really do, because they're what makes it everybody loves to compare us to Europe. Oh, look at oh Germany's doing this and oh the UK that and oh these guys there. We have the way our republic is set up, we have governors who are in charge of the states. So mm -hmm. Trump isn't Hitler, you guys. If Trump was Hitler, if he was the dictator. Like everyone says, oh, he is. He just could have gone, here's how we are going to deal with the coronavirus. No one goes to work. You must wear a mask. And they'd be freaking out. So we had 50 little, 50 little bureaucrats doing 50 different little things in 50 different states. So it's not a one-size-fits-all cure for this thing. Everybody's kind of doing what's best for their community. New York is different from Georgia. California is different from South Dakota. It's it's going to go state to state. But now that ship has sailed. I, I really I'm 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 tired of it. And I'm the, the people who are still complaining, oh, what are we going to do? They won't let me open. Open up. Open up. And if they're not going to open up your school, 
you get your kid out of there. Go private school. Go grab a couple of other parents and start your own little learning pod. And man, let's just rethink all of this. Let's rethink public, yeah. the, the entire public school system and what we're paying for. This is a great one. Hopefully, yeah, we do. We have, we have enough time. We're doing great. This is a great time to question everything, you guys. Because it's like we were talking about in, in the, the opening Except capitalism. Segment. Capitalism is the cure. We all we know, I know. but it's listen, we were talking about in the opening in the opening segment, like the government's job is to protect you. That's all. So, listen, I want to go do this thing. I don't want somebody to rob me uh, or take my crap when I'm not looking. So we need police. Right. The government does that. They, they, OK, we're going to have taxes. We're going to pay for police. We're going to have an army so you don't get invaded. That's job one. They're failing at that. They are failing at that in cities across the country. Those policies don't work. That's not going to work out. We need the police. If you want to change the way police do their job, we can talk about that till the cows come home. But we need police. That's just, that should be abundantly clear. Now it's a good time to think about public schools and how your kids are being taught. You, if you listen to the show and you have kids... You've been homeschooling them. You've been making sure they're in front of the computer and listening to, uh, you know, Mrs. Reby or whoever their teacher is. And now they're like, yeah, we don't want the kids to go back to school in L.A. What they're doing is so completely out of hand with the teachers union. Hopefully you saw my video about this on the YouTube channel. You should be subscribed. You should get notifications anyway. Double check. Double check. Make sure you're still subscribed. That's been happening a lot lately. People who are magically, mystically unsubscribed and, and they had no idea. But the L.A. Teachers Union is is making demands. They want to they want to defund the police before they go back to work. That's one of their demands. Like since when does the teachers union have the balls to say, here's what the policy is going to be? We're going to like you teach the kids. That's all you do. And you're teaching them the wrong shit. <laughs> It's it's horrible. I've I've had it with the teachers union. I've had it with them. You know you're too you know you too, you're too big for your britches when you start saying here's how we're going to run the state of California. You don't run the state of California. You're a teacher in a public school, and that's a great gig. That's a great gig. I'll take that job. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I get every weekend off. I get every holiday off, like every holiday off. And I get a big giant break in the summertime to go take pictures of waterfalls or hot air, whatever the hell I want to do. That's a sweet gig. That's a sweet job. Give me that one in, in a heartbeat. California, you're, you, you got real trouble. You got real. I was surprised when Cuomo said that they were going to reopen schools in New York. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I wonder what happened, though, because Schumer came out and said the same thing. So I'm thinking they got some polling that this whole strategy is really not good. They might have. They might because have. Because they also have kind of like backpedaled on the whole defund the police thing because Gallup, poll Gallup comes out with a poll that says 81% of African Americans want the same or more police in their communities. Yes. Like, Good why Lord. did you think this little group of Marxists spoke for the black community generally? They are nope. literally queer Marxists. That's what they call themselves. I'm not giving them that label. 
Wow. And the two founding women are like hooked up with transgender individuals. Is that like really common in any community? I don't think so. It is uh and and I'm I'm done with the whole virtue signaling because that's all it is. That's all it is. It's like, oh, wow. here's these Marxists that started this thing and they have a bizarre list of demands. Black Lives Matter, if you ever look at their mm-hmm. demands. But it's a chance for you, uh, the general person, oh, I'm going to march with them so everyone knows. It's virtue signaling. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a big celebration of virtue signaling. And that's why it's so shocking and, like, disheartening when you see, like, big corporations that want a virtue signal, too. And we're going to donate to Black Lives Matter. And we're going to do – because we really care. It's gone so far – Flipping NASA is doing it now. Well, NASA. You, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, Do no. Do you no. see what's going on in like Louisville and stuff with this extortion and everything else? No. I, what what's what extortion in Louisville? Is this about the oh Kentucky? Oh my god! Story? They're going around. They're going around to a bunch of Hispanic businesses demanding that they hire 23 percent African American employees. Um, Get 23% of their products or, you know, whatever they have to like, buy to run their business from African-American-owned businesses. And if you can't do that, you have to give our group 1.5% of your gross profit. That's hilarious. It's extortion. It, it, it's extortion. It's a protection mo- racket. It is. It, it, it's a great Monty Python skit. That's a great Monty Python skit. And and just quickly, like NASA, I'm not even kidding you guys. They're going to... They're going to rethink about some of the ways that they name celestial bodies and planets to be more like gender inclusive and pronoun like and you're like, for real, that's what you're worried about. Hey, NASA, you're getting lapped by an immigrant from South Africa. You guys suck. You suck. And some guy came to this country, and he's building rockets better than you. He has cooler-looking spaceships than you. He's going to go to Mars before you get there. And you're talking about, uh, maybe they shouldn't be called a black hole. Maybe it should be, like, what are you doing? This is why I hate big government. There's like, so there's people who are going to, they're going to go to work every day and try to and try to make these decisions. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. I want to talk about what you just brought up uh, in Louisville, because mm-hmm. this is the other one. That that occurred to me the other day, and this one might be harsh. This one, so just so buckle up for this one. So, like, what they're doing in Louisville, they're like, okay, you got to come in, you got to hire this many people of color, you know, or else, you know, blank or bad things will happen to you. This occurred to me the other night. Like, here comes the real racism. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of an avalanche right now. An avalanche of sexism and racism that has been sparked by the left in movements like Black Lives Matter and Me Too. The rocks the rocks haven't settled yet. We're I think we're at the beginning of the avalanche. If you're a business owner, all right, so so Me Too is taking a big break right now. Me Too has kind of quieted down because Joe Biden. Right? Well, it had to, yeah. Yeah, they don't want they don't want to talk about that because it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt their chances. They don't want to give that flame any more oxygen. But like if you're a business owner and you're 
like, man, we go on these company retreats. We go, we have to, we have a big meeting, you know, in Tempe, Arizona, and all the sales reps and the vice presidents are there. And it's going to be like, wow, normally I'd have, you know, the whole team go, uh, but we got a new person on the team. And uh, she just graduated from, from Berkeley and she's X, Y, and Z. She might sue. She might take something the wrong way. Now that that woman, her presence on your team is a liability. So I have to imagine that there will be a lot of people who own businesses and and do these events. They won't even consider hiring a woman. Why would you do it? Why would you why would you do that? Because it's just tick tock on the clock. It's just a matter of time before it bites in the ass. So now you'll see some real you'll see some corporate boardrooms that are just going to be all dudes because it's safer. You will save money in the long run. You will have a more successful business. So that's the me too part of it. Now in Los Angeles and in California, they just lowered the passing score for the bar. They're like, okay, you don't have to do this good anymore. You don't have to do this good anymore. We're going to lower the score so we can have more diversity, which to me is the most racist one of the most racist policies I've ever heard of. Like, oh, it's like saying blacks and Latinos, you're not as bright. You're just not as bright as white people. So we're going to lower the score. That's offensive. That's offensive. And then when you have corporate boardrooms and they're like, okay, well, you have to have, we're going to pass a law that you have to have more diversity on your, uh, your corporate board and all that stuff. That's only going to breed discontent because you will have people around that boardroom who are like, I worked my ass off to get here. And those two people over there, that guy and that girl, the only reason that they're here is because of the diversity program. It's like affirmative action. There was a time and place for affirmative action. That ship has now sailed. We, you, if we don't come at this where from we're all equal when we got, when we start out, but the outcomes aren't equal, then you'll see you'll see some real racism in the workplace. You'll see some real sexism in the workplace. People will it 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 will not be good and it will all be, in my opinion, the vast majority of it, the result of this. You are just this whole thing of like, oh, your life is easy because of white privilege. However, we're gonna have this uh, program where you have to hire so many people of color or else that is just going to breed so much resentment and people will bring that home with them and it will affect their lives. And you will, in the next two, three years, maybe you'll see the real, this, the seeds that are being planted now are just now starting to sprout. And, and when they bloom and when they bloom, it'll be, uh, it'll be really bad. It'll be really. Well, what bad. do you think? What do you think is is going to happen? And this is why this is so inherently dangerous. It could not be any more dangerous when they start teaching, you know, critical social justice theory, and telling a bunch of kids in elementary school you're inherently bad because you're white. That it's it's such a terrifying notion. It's such I, I a mean, terrifying it, notion. It's just a terrible idea. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, and that and that this country was founded 
on the on you know founded by evil it's really at its core evil and bad and horrible you can't walk around with that self-loathing you can't do it every every study i have read and i used to fight this when i was in corporate america i hate doing diversity training i have a problem uttering the words unconscious bias do you know why Hmm. do you know how your unconscious mind thinks think about the last dream you had what kind of sense did that make it's your unorganized thoughts in your unconscious mind. I yeah. used to hate teaching this stuff. And I have study upon study upon study upon review upon review that says you actually increase bias by doing this training for adults. What do you yes. think is going to happen when you start doing it for children? You, you, you can't. They're just there. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I was going to do a Darth Vader thing. Uh, you know, you're messing with powers you don't understand. That you really are. They don't. Yep. They don't realize that, like, when you are so young and you're open and the way the brain, you're messing with powers you don't understand. And, and when you root someone's life in negativity and self-loathing, it's not going to be good. All right. We got to take a little break. We got to talk about Joe Biden. We got to talk about Jill Biden. We got to talk about the vice presidential pick. I brought up Darth Vader because I do have some Star Wars news. I do have some Star Wars news because you know I'm a fan. Uh, and we got to talk about Beirut a little bit. Beirut. That that was shocking. So stick around. Maybe we're going to hear a boner pill uh, commercial. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be boner pill or, or what it's going to be. Let's find out. Let's find out together. Let's find out. great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. We're back. We are in. We are in the third segment of the show. Hopefully, that was a, a lovely commercial. I don't know what it was. Okay, so much to talk about. There really is. This show is jam packed. You guys are so getting your money's worth out of this. Oh yeah, that's right. It's free. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna start with this. I, I don't know why. Maybe as maybe as a metaphor. That's why it kind of hit home. I saw the footage from that. Uh, blast in Beirut. That, that, that was still, insane. 
It was. It was insane. And as far, it, it seems like as long as I've been on this planet, something yep. bad something bad has been happening in Beirut. It's, yep. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like it really were, is. They were always in the middle of a civil war. They were always living in bombed out buildings. There, yep. Something was always going wrong. And I was watching a report on that blast. And here you have it. You know, people are mad at the government. I'd be, I'd be so pissed at the government. Like you were, you were storing how many pounds of explosives in the middle of downtown? You're exposed. Right. You're, you're doing what? Like that is criminally inept. Mm-hmm. But here's what I always think. I always come back to this. So they're really upset and they're protesting and they want to get rid of these people and they want to get rid of that people. Shouldn't we send over a team of people? I have, I've always thought this. And just be like, hey, you guys, if you really want to start over, here's the Constitution of the United States. You guys can make amendments to this, fix it up. But if you want to use this as a blueprint, we highly suggest it. Like, this is when, this is when we should be going over there. We should have, like, little salesmen who's like, okay, so who's in the running to be in charge? You feel free to use this document. We've had a lot Pretty of Pretty sure it's Hezbollah. It's, it's, I feel so bad for the people of, uh, of Beirut and, and like all of these countries, Venezuela, my God, we should have people in Venezuela going, here you go. Here's our constitution. Just do it. Just do it. Like, why don't countries do that? If I was in Beirut, if I was in another country, I'd get up every day. and like, how come we're not running this shit? Like America, how come we're not doing that? Like, look at, look at the. I feel like I'm doing an OxyClean commercial here. But look at the results. Holy crap. We started with nothing. We had a lot of resources. You got a lot of resources. We had this crazy idea. Everybody's equal. There's no caste system. We're going to do this. We're going to put the you know, the best people in charge. We're going to do that. Everybody's free to kind of do what they want within reason. You try to get rich by inventing a We're on the moon. We got cell phones. We got laptops. We got computers. We got the automobile. We got powered flight. We had the space shuttle. We got missions tomorrow. We, we are, why wouldn't you want to emulate this? Like, and then, and then when there's people that are going, America's jacked up. It's, I just, I can't wrap my brain around it. And it always, it always comes to light when something horrible like, like Beirut. Just start over, you guys. Keep the flag. Keep your colors. You don't have to redo this, the freaking swimsuits for the Olympic team. But just start over. It's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. I want to I want to say this. This is going to be kind of like a weird, bizarro uh, lightning round. I have to complain about uh, Twitter. Oh, and I have to explain this. You guys have been here for the whole episode. Last week, listen, we had a very special guest lined up. We had an awesome guest. But we're still going to do something. It's all fantastic. But the, the East Coast, where uh, Loftus Party East is located, we got whacked with a, a really big tropical storm. Tropical storm, I say, yeah. And there's still people without power. And our guest was without power and all that good stuff. So we're rescheduling. So, um, <coughs> pardon me. Uh, this is going to be where I got I to bitch about Twitter for a little bit. I got I to gotta, uh, bitch about that. It has been such a 
unfun place for me to be for the past couple. I'm having so much more fun on on Facebook. I'm having so much more fun on Facebook. I'm having so much more fun on Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to maintain the presence there. I'm always going to tweet and stuff, but it just seems so incredibly toxic. And maybe it's just because the election's right around the corner, but like the hashtags that that trend are so insanely juvenile and Twitter is routinely and this has been going on for the longest time. I, I get up and it's like, oh, uh, you've magically, mystically unsubscribed from 10 people. Like I'm following, I'm following, I, I shut my eyes, I wake up, I'm following less people. And the people who follow me goes down every day. And it's like, okay, well, maybe. So it's just reached a level where it's just an absolute joke and it, it seems like the spirit of the thing is is mean there was some lady danielle whoever uh i don't know if not she's not really a lady yeah she might she might be trans she went no to the, it's literally a dude in a dress he doesn't even shave okay yeah so <laughs> so uh so danielle the 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 non-shaving woman man went to kroger and went after somebody because they weren't wearing a mask and then she complained to the manager and the manager didn't do anything and she's trying to get him fired and so that's just boring and horrible and mean-spirited and awful and, and she deserves to be uh, ridiculed but then there was this other one Trump can't ride a bike was was like trending and just the delight it's just like like if you want to be if like if silly hashtags are trending and it and it happens organically, then fantastic. But just like it, it the the it's so mean and just mean spirited and just like I don't know I don't it, it I don't want to sound too freaking you know California, but it's like it just seems like a, it's like a toxic. It's just like a toxic. And maybe I'm following the wrong people. Maybe I need to 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 rethink. Uh, what I'm what I'm doing there, but like, it's I want to have more fun. It goes back to what I was saying at the at the t the top of the show. Like, what do I? Why do I want to keep living? Like, what is it that I want to do? And how much time do I want to waste? Like, and there's a certain amount of promotion, you know, that you want to do. But like, do I want to be on there just to promote? That's horrible and awful and wrong. But anyway, so uh, I don't know if you guys are having similar reactions to Twitter. And there's there's some stuff that, like, in the news, this is a, a completely different subject, Gimlet. I've, I've switched gears. Like, there's there's things that, this is like the stand-up comedy. Like, I, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Here's some things that I don't want to hear anymore. Uh, we need to have a conversation. We need to have, that was Kamala a Harris. A national conversation? We, yes. Yes. I hate that. I hate that, and I hate reimagine. Oh my gosh. That was the phrase that they were using uh, in the in the Zoom meeting. That was the one. I was mm -hmm. in the Zoom meeting about this. Uh, I can't I can't continue because I'll get people in trouble. Reimagine. We need to reimagine the way we think about learning. We need to reimagine what it is. We need to. Oh man. So yeah. Reimagine our history. Reimagine policing. Yeah, I I think we should ban that word. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
I'm, and here's the other, this, this goes kind of the, the Twitter. There is a, a super cheap way that people on Twitter do a thing to try to get followers and it drives me crazy and it's so blatant and I, it, I hate it when people fall for it. They'll say something like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm voting for Trump because I'm a patriot. Who's with me? And it's like, really? Really? <laughs> I can't, I can't take it. The who's with me? Um, who's got my back? Oh my gosh, those are horrible. And I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again this week, I'm done with the uh, 2020 sucks things. Like, okay, who had murder hornets for June? Okay, who had who had radioactive uh, ants for August? Okay, could 2020 be any worse? Oh, here comes Godzilla. This You know what, you, you dopey sons of bitches? It's up to you. If your life sucks, change it. If you don't like it, change it. Like, you're going to change nothing by posting some crappy meme about how bad it's going. Yes, it's, these are, oh, here's the other one. These are challenging times. These are challenging times. Get off your ass and do something. It's seriously, it's why I lean to the right. Like, I don't want to just sit back and complain. I, I have to take an action. I can't just sit back and complain. Isn't this the worst? If it's that bad, change it. For the love of God. Speaking of change, <laughs> here comes some good news. Here comes some good news. If you're a fan of Star Wars, like I am, and this is the whole thing, this is like uh, get woke, go broke. That whole thing. So Star Wars, the most successful franchise. I posted a wonderful thing. It's this this graphic, and they can show it. It's it's wonderful. It's at theloftestparty.com under the entertainment, and they show you. It starts in 1977, I believe, when Star Wars: A New Hope came out. Here's how much money it had, and then okay, here comes the next one, and then here's when Batman came out, and then here's when the Marvel movies started. So it goes from 77 all the way up to 2020. And it shows you just the box office, just the box office of these movies. And Star Wars as a franchise, Star Wars A New Hope, the first one with Mark Hamill, is still the, the grand high poobah. It's still the, the, the big winner. Avengers, Marvel gives it a run for its money. So you've got this incredibly successful franchise that then, then they injected with, with politics. They injected with, uh, with Ray Skywalker, who is a true... Uh, Mary Sue character and wasn't interesting. They ruined the franchise. They ruined the franchise. And a lot of that goes back to uh, Kathleen Kennedy, in my opinion, because she oversaw it. She was the head. She was the head of it. She was the head of it. So the good news is uh, it looks like George Lucas is coming back. George Lucas is coming back and he has a plan to fix Star Wars, I don't know. Hopefully, it'll mean they'll, they'll throw out these these three movies. They might just be stuck with them. They might be stuck with them. So it's going to be a crazy bit of of writing, and I guess they have a they have a plan. It'll be very interesting to see. It'll be very interesting. But that for me, uh, that's that's wonderful, wonderful news that they can uh, they can. Hopefully, fix Star Wars. The other thing that I want to do, 
switching another gear here because I wanted to get into this last week. I was looking at my notes. Uh, I want to talk about this whole Ellen DeGeneres thing and how completely ridiculous it is. And I don't know why they want Ellen canceled so bad because it's it's yeah it's, I don't get that one either. It's it's a real mystery to me because it's not her. Like when you when you dig deep into oh Ellen 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 and yes that's the name of her show, it's the Ellen show, but it, it all kind of goes back to this one producer that everyone's complaining about and but but somehow Ellen is in trouble because it's her name <laughs> and. Like, to me, say what you will about Ellen. I've, I've never heard a bad word about that girl, ever. I, I've, I've heard nothing but delightful. I know a guy who writes over there. A buddy of mine is a writer. Yeah, it's great. He loves it. Like, so this whole thing, I don't know why they want to go after Ellen. And if anything, I still want to hold Ellen up as an example of how to be cool. Like, I go back to her sitting, sitting next to uh, George Bush at that football game, and everybody wanted to cancel her back then. And she, I thought, in, incredibly bravely came out and did that great monologue on her show. It's like, listen, yeah, I don't agree with everything that guy thinks or believes, but I enjoyed his company. We watched the football game together. That's how it's supposed to work. You have, you have disagreements about politics. That doesn't mean, you know, you want the guy you know, dead or you're going to treat him like a non-person. So I, I, and then, and then like Jay Leno stands up for Ellen and people want to cancel him. What the hell? What the hell? This, it it has all the hallmarks of a hit on it. Like, well, let's find a way to get rid of her. And I don't know what she's done. uh, And I don't know why she would be deserving of, of being canceled. I don't know if people know how this works. Because even though, like, I know she comes from the left and whatever else, she's just kind of one of those quirky little funny people that isn't all that offensive with her politics. Right. She doesn't, she doesn't, um, she doesn't, like, hammer at stuff like the ladies on The View or whatever. And, I mean, I loved her TV show, The Ellen Show, you know, when it was a sitcom. Ooh, yeah, that one. Um, Mm, Me, not so much. Oh, I thought it was cute. Okay. But I mean, it's just she's she's one of those people that doesn't. She's not a bomb thrower. No, no. You know, and, and maybe that's why they're going after. Her. Yeah, and like they and did the for, same thing to Fallon. Yeah, Fallon, that 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 poor dude. I'd love to know what's going on with that. But just so people know, like if people go, oh, you know, she's she's the boss and she's responsible for everybody. You have no idea how busy that that woman's life is. If mm-hmm. she listen, you know she's got a production company. She's doing yes, she's doing the talk show, multiple episodes a day, I would guess. And she has her her development team and the game shows that she's doing. She's got the apps that she like she's got an empire she's running. And if you literally think that she's coming in to work at the Ellen show every morning at 9 a.m. And there's a monster of a producer going, Ellen, is it okay if I do this? And she's like, yes, yes, get her. Get her. Smack her upside the head. That's not happening. That's not how it works at all. She comes flying in 
time to rehearse, let's go, talk about this, meeting about that, get that done, where are we on that, what's the development team say, and go, 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 go. So I don't, I, I, we'll follow up on this whole Ellen DeGeneres thing, but I, I, I'd be, I'm very interested in, into the why of it all. Why? Oh, I agree. Why are they doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like a strange one. That's for sure. It really does. It really does. Okay. So, last but not least, they're starting to float this balloon again that, like, they were talking about it on the, the morning shows today. Election interference. They're doing it again. The Russians are trying to interfere in our elections again. And they use this That's big... a half of the story. Yeah. They, they use these big sweeping statements that, that are you know, fear-based and they're supposed to get a response. But like you guys, Russia had some fake Facebook accounts and they bought $35,000 worth of ads. That's where, that's what, that was the, now we can talk about, yes, Podesta got hacked. His password was like one, two, three, four, five. They told him to change his password. He didn't. He got fished. He got hacked. And then that stuff got back uh, to WikiLeaks. So, and and maybe maybe the the the, the hacking and the phishing originated uh, with a Russian thing, but like literally, can we please stop with they're they're gonna come after the elections again? They're doing what they did, and they're saying, oh, China's in for it. But like China, they want Biden to win. That's the other great thing. They try to go Russia and China are now gonna uh, try to hack the elections. Well, China, they want Biden, and I. So does Iran. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the other thing. The the thing in the intelligence report report about Russia was Mm -hmm. not that Russia wants Trump. Russia just basically said they figured it would be harder to work with Democrats because of what happened last cycle. It's uh, that's not a we love Trump. I mean, Trump has done more like us becoming energy dependent, independent, excuse me, alone screws with Russia. They're a petro petro regime over there no different yeah. than the middle east like 70 percent of their gdp comes from oil yeah it's uh so it just doesn't part make of any the, sense it doesn't make any sense and it's it's the continuing gaslighting of this country where they're like oh the the boogeyman is gonna come and undermine the election and like there is no and i'm gonna i'm gonna open up a whole can of worms and we got to get going but like the entire nation, the amount of gaslighting, and if you've never seen the, the film Gaslight, that's where you get the, the phrase. It's this guy who was trying to convince his wife that she was crazy. And that's where we are. And we'll talk about this next week, hopefully. Hopefully I'll remember. I'll write it down. But like uh, you just get that sense, and hopefully it's permeating the whole country, that the media is trying to gaslight the entire country. That, oh, Joe Biden is fine and Donald Trump is evil and Joe Biden will do it. Oh, he's not. He's mentally there. He's completely together. It's like they, they're trying to convince us uh, that it's raining and the whole time uh, they're peeing on our legs. Okay. That's the show. That is. Yeah. That's the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, go back and check. Make sure you're, you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. We got new videos up every Monday, every Friday. We do the live stream that is so much fun on Wednesday nights at the Loftus Party Facebook page. We're getting hundreds 
and hundreds of people that are are tuning into this. It's an absolute blast. You guys are great. Uh, don't forget, if you want to support us, go to the Teespring store. The, the, the There's a link at the website, but if you want some sweet merch for your sweet little heathen bodies, uh, grab a shirt from the Loftus Party Teespring store. You guys are fantastic. We love you all. Okay, odds are you're one of the people in America who's better off today than three years ago. And now you've got some smug Democrat calling you racist and trying to jam one hand in your ass and another in your pocket. So at a time when taxes are down, jobs are up, and the economy is way up, it'd be nice if there were a candidate who had more to offer than making you pay for other people's shit. Well, the eagle has landed. Say hello to President Donald J. Trump. He ain't just making America great again. Trump's doing things no president has ever done before. He's keeping promises, packing courts, defending the border, rebuilding our military, and making Chuck Schumer cry like a schoolgirl with two skin knees. This president is six foot three inches of let's put America first. And oh yeah, immigration, jobs, drug prices, nobody's got better numbers. The game has changed, and the Democrats are officially fucking crazy. So keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020.